Lots of high school basketball going on as we are finding out what's going to happen with our teams. Class A will be in the state tournament next weekend, and right now that's being decided who's going to make it to the state tournament. Uh, we did have a semifinal game earlier, and trying to, uh, let's see here, pick that up, because Polson and, uh, what was it, Hannah French? No. Uh, I can't remember who Polson was playing at the moment. It escapes my brain quickly, but as soon as I find it, I'll have it for us. Here is we find out whether or not Polson advanced. Last time I checked, okay, it went to overtime. Okay, we got this now. Uh, Polson defeated Frenchtown 51 to 45 in overtime. The Polson Pirates are going to state no matter what, so that is fantastic. Congratulations to the Polson Pirates. Unfortunately for the Columbia Falls Wildcats, uh, they fell uh, to. Let's see here. Let's, well, let's get too caught up here. The boys on the Columbia Falls side, the girls have played also. The boys, for they played Ronan this morning and were ousted 57-49. Uh, to 49. So, unfortunately for the Columbia Falls boys program, they are out. But I'll tell you what, they got a lot of great future ahead of them. So they got some tremendous players. Uh, the Columbia Falls Wildcats on the girls' side were up 34-17 over Browning and ended up winning 45-42. We get this courtesy of Fritz Neighbor uh, from the Daily Interlake. The Cats are 8-0 and also have clinched a spot at next week's State a tournament. So congratulations to both Polson and Columbia Falls girls basketball for advancing. Uh, I know I'm trying to see here. I think Whitefish also um, Whitefish girls played earlier today. Try and see if I can't find uh, a score on that game as we've got a lot of class A action. I know we also got a lot of trying to think class B divisionals going on as well. So trying to get that, uh, getting the latest here from the whitefish pilot, the whitefish girls defeated Butte central 63 to 44 over Butte central. So the lady dogs move on to another round of the Western A divisional tournament. Uh, they will play Browning tomorrow morning at 9 AM for a chance to go to the state tournament. And I don't know how long it's been since the whitefish girls have been to the state tournament, but how great would that be to have Columbia falls and whitefish girls basketball teams in the state tournament next week in great falls, uh, at the Four Seasons Arena. That would be fantastic. So we'll wish the teams the best of luck tomorrow uh, as they get things going. Uh, also wish the best of luck for Big Fork as well as Eureka as those two teams are battling to get to uh, the Western B Divisional next week. Uh, as I mentioned earlier this week on the Knock On Sports, we've only had three shows, including tonight. Um, you know that playoff scenario situation that we kind of talked about on Monday, and we had really no idea that a lot of games had to be made up and a lot of things could have happened, and, you know, it kind of felt like this. San Antonio would uh, be number two if the Spurs win or the Rockets and the Clippers lose. They'd be number three if the Spurs lose, the Clippers win and the Rockets lose. They'd be number five if the Spurs lose, the Rockets win and the Grizzlies lose. Number six if the Spurs lose, the Rockets and the Grizzlies win. That's kind of how it felt. If the Braves win, <laughs> you know, they're going to be here. They're going to be here. Butte loses, they're going to be here. They're going to be here. So it's very, very interesting. But now we do have it pretty much solidified. We have the playoff scenario done. Unfortunately for the flooded Braves, they are out of the three seed. They cannot finish any better than seven and seven. And I don't believe uh, capital, they still only have Helena left. Again, it could really get interesting with some tiebreakers. Maybe they still have a small chance, uh, but they would need Helena to beat capital. Not out of the realm of possibility, considering how we've seen Helena play the last couple of weeks, but 
again, if you're going with a team that has won quite a few games versus a team that hasn't, um, I'm going to lean right now. It looks like that chances are Capital will hold on to that three seed. With that being said, what does that mean for our Flathead Braves? What does that mean for the Glacier Wolfpack? Well, for Glacier, it looks like, again, this is according to what I've understood. Again, I don't have this all official, but again, I'm looking at this the way the scenarios as I understand them. Glacier is the sixth seed. Now, that's how I understand it. We'll see if anything changes. Obviously, if Flathead loses tomorrow, uh, that could really change some things. I don't know what the tiebreakers would come down to at that particular point because then you would have a couple of teams, Big Sky Glacier and Flathead at that point, that would be 6-8. and eight. Potentially, Butte would be joining them if they do lose to Sentinel tomorrow. So you can have a four-way tie between the four teams for uh, for the, the, the last home playoff spot. Now, I don't know what the tiebreakers will come down to at that point, but there is that potential situation. So tomorrow for the Flathead Braves is a must win. What Glacier is hoping for, if you're a Wolfpack fan, you're hoping for chaos. That's what you're hoping for. You're hoping for chaos to see what happens because who knows, that chaos could benefit Glacier potentially. Now, again, like I said, I don't know what the fifth and the fourth or the sixth tiebreaker scenarios are. I don't even know how they would handle a four-way tie potentially, but either way, uh, that is a potential scenario that could happen. If uh, Could you imagine if it was a five-way tie? Imagine if, uh, I, think, I think as far as I understand it, going into at least tonight, maybe tomorrow, the standings as they sit, Capital sits seven and six, Flathead six and seven, Butte six and seven, Glacier six and eight, Big Sky five and eight right now. Those are your standings as of tonight. Say if Capital does lose to Helena, they would finish seven and seven. All right, so if it, so, there's no going to be no four way tie. Actually, there would still be a four way tie because you still have Flathead, Butte, Glacier, and Big Sky potentially. Because if Big Sky wins tomorrow, they go to six and eight. Glacier already six and eight. Butte, if they lose to Sentinel, which I anticipate they will, they will fall to six and eight as well. And if Flathead loses, they would fall to six and eight as well. So you have a four way tie between four and seven. And like I said, that could be really good. That could be really bad, depending on who you are, because you could potentially slide all the way from being a home playoff team to all the way playing Hellgate in Missoula as a seven seed. Obviously, you don't want that to happen. Don't know how the tiebreakers would work out, because like I said, when you look at these teams here, uh, Capital and Flathead split. Butte does have a sweep over Flathead. Capital and uh, Capital swept Butte. Uh, Glacier has splits with both Butte and Capital. Uh, Big Sky has a split with Glacier. I think Big Sky... I can't remember if they split with Butte or not. Um, and I believe Big Sky also, and the Big Sky also split with Capital. So lots of situations. It hasn't necessarily cleared up, but it has cleared up if the Flatted Braves do one simple thing tomorrow. If they beat Big Sky, they finish the season 7-7, seven and seven, and as long as Butte loses to Sentinel, Flatted will have that number four playoff spot, and they will be playing at home next week against the Butte Bulldogs more than likely, if that scenario falls. So tomorrow, when I have said must wins, tomorrow is an absolute must win. Doesn't get much better. Tomorrow might as well be a playoff game for the Flathead Braves because you do not want to go play Butte in Butte. That is not a situation the Flathead Braves want to find themselves in. They've been better at home. They want to play at home. I understand Butte has beaten Flathead twice, and Flathead has been right there with the Butte Bulldogs every step of the way in those games. So it's going to be a tight game. Even if the game is up here, it's not like flat is going to gain some overwhelming advantage, but being at home, sleeping in your bed the night before, not having to travel four hours is better for the Flathead Braves than uh, traveling to Butte. So again, tomorrow is a must, must win situation for the Flathead Braves. And so that is kind of the playoff scenario that we are currently looking at. That is the ultimate uh, situation for the Flathead Braves. That's what they can hope for. Again, if it comes down to it, uh, if 
Butte is able to beat Sentinel uh, tomorrow, then that means that Butte will be the number four seed instead of Flathead. Even if Flathead wins because of the tiebreaker, because of the sweep, Butte would get the advantage. So then Flathead would have to go to Butte regardless. So uh, right now, Flathead needs to win and Sentinel needs to beat Butte. That is the scenario most likely for the Flathead Braves. And then I would imagine that, again, it might come down to tiebreakers because if there is a loss between Butte, Glacier, and uh, Big Sky, then uh, Glacier could potentially... uh, Again, I don't know what the tiebreakers will come down to because you'll have three teams if those things happen that way. Big Sky, Glacier, and Butte would finish 6-8. and Glacier does have a split with Butte, and uh, Glacier does have a split with Big Sky. I don't know if Butte has a sweep over Big Sky. No, they don't actually because Big Sky beat them earlier this week. So those three teams all split. So then the next highest ranking um, could potentially, we could potentially wind up with Crosstown next week now that I'm starting to think about it. Um, You look at what's happened. uh, You look at what Glacier, we need to look for the next highest win. So Butte and Glacier, who would have the higher win? Um, I think Butte got swept by Capital. Glacier did beat Capital, so potentially Glacier would have the higher uh, ranking win. So potentially, like like I said, as as I'm examining all these options here, there is a potential to see Crosstown next week. Now, again, I don't know if that's for sure. Uh, We'll see how all these things play out officially um, once we get through tomorrow night. But that's kind of the crazy part about this is just I'm going down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out all these scenarios. It is very simple for Flathead, and let me put it to you this way once again. For Flathead to get a home playoff game, win, they get a home playoff game as long as Butte loses. Then what happens for Glacier because you'll have three teams and all three had split against each other. I don't know what tiebreaker will come down to next. I believe that would be the highest ranked win. Uh, we'll have to see what that would potentially be uh, for all three of those teams. But it could be really, really interesting when this all shakes out. And I guess I, I really should say this. I wouldn't be surprised uh, just given how it's shaken, how sometimes Flathead and Glacier played playoff matchups. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess. there's. I would say about 35% of me that would be – that wouldn't be surprised if Glacier and Flat had played next week. That probably wouldn't surprise me. That's about 35% of me that wouldn't be surprised if somehow Flat and Glacier have to play next week to get into the state tournament. Because we've seen it so many times before. That kind of leads into my next topic here. As last night, the Flatted Bravettes, what an exciting game. I had so much fun calling that game last night. The Flatted Bravettes and the Glacier Lady Wolfpack duking it out. The Bravettes got off to a great lead, kept Glacier at arm's length until the fourth quarter. Ellie Keller did a lot of great things. Once again, she kind of put her team on the back on her back and, and she was able to get them to tie the game. And ultimately she won the game. She hit two free throws. I have called some real heartbreakers for the Flathead Braves and Bravettes, including. And it's there have been some heartbreaking games when it comes to Crosstown. I think back to the 2017-2018 divisional tournament, the game that eventually uh the game that would determine which team would go to the go to the state tournament. It was between Glacier and Flathead. You had great, you had your Caden Harkins on that team. Uh, you had Sam Elliott and Tyler Johnson and Eric Seaman on that team uh, for the Braves. And it came down to three overtimes to decide who was going to go to the state tournament. And it was a heartbreaker. It really was. It was a heartbreaker uh, for the Flathead Braves. That was a tough one. I go back to last year uh, for the Bravettes. You know, I look at that game. Uh, They had a chance to win that one, but the Glacier Wolfpack and Ellie Keller once again came back in. The Glacier Wolfpack won that game. It came down to a Jenna Johnson long three. Unfortunately, just like Claire Converse's shot last night, it didn't go in. It was close, but it didn't go in. Uh, 
I go back to the first season I was here, 2016-2017. The Flatted Brave Vets hosting a home game against the Glacier Lady Wolfpack after just beating them a week earlier. And unfortunately, uh, they fell short and Glacier would end up going to the state tournament, which would begin this consecutive run they've been on. And I look at the game last night. I think that's four games I've called that are heartbreakers. There's got to be a fifth one, I'm sure, in there somewhere. Um, But there have been some heartbreakers in this rivalry series. And last night only added to the chapter uh, of the heartbreak for the Flathead faithful. Um, You know, you look at it, Flathead has done a pretty good job of of winning ball games. Obviously, they've won games in this series on not as many as on the girl, uh, not as many on the girls side for the Bravettes. Unfortunately, they're losing streak tallies up to nine. But again, um, there's been some tough games between these two squads. And just how you call it, just how you want it in a rivalry series, no question about that. But it makes it tough. And so Flathead's got to change some uh, magic, got to change some mojo. Uh, but again, a ton of credit to the Bravettes last night, especially Kennedy Moore, a freshman, coming up in some big spots last night uh, to help the Bravettes try and get the victory. With that being said, unfortunately, and again, I'll put it to you this way, because that sequence at the end, okay, the loose ball and the foul at the end, very poor sequence, very poor, because the officials didn't know who knocked the ball out. They both shrugged their shoulders at each other at one point as I was watching that game last night, and I was calling the action, and you hear me say it. I say it twice. As I listened back to this game because I was curious to how I called it last night at the end. But I, I said it twice. The officials didn't know who had the ball. We waited, I don't know how long, to find out who was end up going to end up getting the ball. Then it was decided it was Glacier basketball. Then, and it was 6.6 seconds left, I don't know if you call the foul that they call. The way they'd been calling that game last night, I don't know if you make that call that late in the ball game. Because the ball was loose beforehand, it was corralled for a half a second, and then the ball was gone again. Now, it is what it is. Flathead had every chance to win that game beforehand. Missed free throws. All they have to do is make one more free throw in in regulation uh, than when they had the opportunity to, and they win that ball game. It never gets to overtime. Not going to blame the officials. But again, not exactly the sequence to end that game. It's very disappointing considering how hard fought that game was between the two teams. Just seeing that sequence happen and unravel because you would have rather have seen that game end with a game-winning shot by somebody. Like if Ellie Keller has the ball and she steps back, hits a fadeaway jumper for two, and the, and the, the, the Glacier Wolfpack win that way, I live with that. That Hey, Tip of the cap to Ellie Keller once again. And I tip my cap to Ellie because she did play great last night. She got the job done when she needed to. And in a pressure-packed moment like she did, she sunk two free throws. But I'm just a little disappointed because of the ending sequence. Because we didn't get that opportunity. We didn't get that opportunity to see one of these teams either win it with a good defensive stop or win it with a tremendous shot. Now, again, Flathead had 6.6 seconds left. They had a chance to tie it up. They had a chance to take the win. They could have either taken a long three, maybe a a long two. Flathead had their opportunities. Not going to blame the officials, but I just didn't like the ending sequence because it ruined the end of the game. It is what it is, 
but I wanted to get that one off my chest just because, like I said, that was a tremendous ball game last night. You have to give a ton of credit to both teams. They played really hard. And you got to, again, as I said, tip the cap to Ellie Keller because she made the free throws that she needed to make to win it. But I have rather have seen a shot taken by Glacier to win it, or I would have rather have seen uh, just it be just let the players play in that final sequence. That's what happened at the end of the fourth quarter. That's essentially what happened at the end of the fourth quarter. Wish that would have happened at the end of overtime. Is what it is. Glacier Wolfpack finished the season eight and six. More than likely going to be hosting a playoff game. Glacier Wolfpack look like a team, uh, and the way they've played and the way they've done things so far this season is a team that's going to make it a fifth consecutive year going to the state tournament. For the Flatted Bravettes, again, that's a game you needed. It stinks that they didn't get the win, but in terms of what I mean, what they needed was that was that hard-fought game. That was the game that they fought the entire time. They got off to a great lead, but at the same time, they were able to fight back because they were down in that game a couple times. They were able to make some shots when they needed to to keep themselves ahead and give themselves a chance to win that game. They fought. Now, again, that one hurts. It probably still hurts today. It probably still hurts right now, but... That's a heck of a ball game, and that can maybe take some momentum going into tomorrow against Hellgate and maybe next week, potentially, whoever they play. This team is getting better. The defense was good last night uh, for quite a bit. The offense still needs to pick it up for a full four quarters, but the defense was stellar yesterday. If they can continue to do that, they're going to give themselves a chance as, as a team to, to win some ball games here down the stretch with only two games at least guaranteed. Uh, I think they give themselves a chance to at least try and win a couple of those games. With that being said, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will chat with Amber Downing. Uh, a great conversation from earlier this week as we get ready for the Boys State Tournament next week. We'll talk to Coach Jeff Thompson about that next week here on the Knock on Sports as well. Uh, so look forward to those conversations. But again, uh, great conversation with Coach Downing as the Brave Vets won a state championship. That's next here on the Knock on Sports.